Welcome to episode three of the Lose It podcast, your raw and unfiltered weekly guide through the transformative journey of weight loss. Whether you're thinking about losing weight, losing weight now, bathing in the success of your results, or just plain tired of being a fat fuck, this podcast is tailor-made just for you. I'm your host, Nick Jopo. Five years ago, I lost 110 pounds and have kept it off after a lifetime of gaining and losing weight. Today's episode is about alcohol and weight loss. If you find yourself staying out late to have drinks, sleeping in the next day, eating like shit, and breaking your routine on the weekends, this is the podcast you should be paying attention to. Alcohol has a place in society. I, for myself, see it as a part of my life forever. It's celebratory. I love going out to dinner with a beautiful woman and sharing a bottle of wine. I like taking shots at a wedding. I like drinking beer at a concert. It's a part of culture. It's fun. And it's something that I personally have complete control over and a healthy relationship with in my own life. Now, disclaimer here. If you're an alcoholic, this is not for you. This is not a guide to cure your alcoholism. This is just me speaking from my personal experience on how I managed to lose weight and keep it off while still drinking alcohol. Before we get into that, it's important to understand how alcohol impacts your weight gain or your weight loss. Alcohol is made up entirely of just empty calories. Empty calories meaning there's no nutrition. Drinking alcohol makes it harder to hit the right macros. You're drinking calories that have no protein. You're drinking calories that have no healthy fats or no fueling carbs or no fiber to make you feel full and nourished. You're just drinking calories that are not leading to any positive energy output for your body. And what this does is it creates what we all know as the munchies. We've all been there. The munchies are when you're walking home from bar clothes at 2.15 in the morning and you see that your Domino's pizza arrives just in time for you to walk in the front door. And that's the best feeling in the entire world. So you go upstairs and you celebrate it by eating the entire thing in one sitting. Now, drinking alcohol increases a hormone in your body called ghrelin, which is just your hunger hormone. Drinking alcohol literally makes you hungrier by increasing this hormone in your body. Let's say, for example, you typically eat 700 calories or so for dinner. Imagine that instead of eating 700 calories, you just drank 700 calories of alcohol instead. And imagine how hungry you would feel from that, even though you're still hitting the same amount of calories for that meal or even for that day. The reason why I'm making you think like this is because it's important to understand that not all calories are the same. If you're not eating calories that are nourishing for your body, you're going to experience hunger in a way that you wouldn't otherwise. Alcohol is changing the way that your brain perceives food, and it's changing the foods that you typically would crave. And the foods that we all crave when we're drunk are high-calorie, savory foods, things like pizza or bread or french fries or cheeseburgers. You never get drunk and then crave foods that are healthy and nourishing and make you feel good like fruits or meats or whatever else you typically have. Let's talk a little bit about alcohol and sleep. There's a misconception that alcohol helps you sleep better, 
your quality of sleep is substantially worse, even after one or two drinks. So though you may sleep an extra hour or two without waking up, you're typically going to wake up more tired than you otherwise would have. Now, what happens when you're tired and you're dieting? You're tired and you're already in a caloric deficit. You're going to feel that as true exhaustion in the body. You're going to be less likely to move your body and be as active as you might have been the next day. So you're going to burn less calories throughout the day. You're more likely to eat for convenience than for sustenance. You're more likely to order takeout or go for what is quick than cook the food that you already have prepared at home that may take a little longer but be more nourishing for your body or be more in alignment with your weight loss goals. And lastly, you're probably going to have some irregular meal times. When you're tired and you're hungover, you wake up a couple hours later than normal, and then you go out to brunch at 1 or 2 o'clock with your friends to cure the hangover. Maybe you have another drink at lunch that just helps you to continue the spiral that your body has been in for the last 24 hours, and everything gets all out of whack. It can take one, two, three days, or sometimes an entire week to feel like you're back on track with your sleep, with your exercise, with the way that your body feels, with the way that your body recovers from workouts. All of these things negatively impact your ability to lose weight or to maintain a healthy weight. It's important to have balance with alcohol. And balance with alcohol is very hard for some people to do. It was very hard for me to do. And it took me a few years to get comfortable with it. It took me a few years to master it. And it took me a few years to trust myself in having real balance with alcohol. There are two really specific things that I did that helped me develop a healthy relationship with alcohol. And that helped me go from drinking six plus drinks every Friday and Saturday night to just drinking two to three drinks once or twice a week, sometimes not always, and feeling comfortable with it. The first thing I did was I had to figure out how to deal with the social pressures of alcohol. So I started by telling my friends that I'm cutting back on alcohol. And at this point in my life, when I was losing weight and working on maintaining the results that I had already achieved, I had an entire friend group of men that would go out with the intention of getting drunk to watch a sports game or to do other shenanigans type of things. And we didn't have much of a relationship outside of going out and partying or going out and essentially destroying our bodies with an excess in alcohol. So I told those friends that I'm cutting back on alcohol. I told them that I'm typically not going to be staying out past 1130 or midnight. And it became tough for me to deal with the social pressure of that because I would go out and it became, oh, you're too cool to do shots with us? Or, oh, you're too cool to stay out past midnight? And the tonality of that just pissed me off. And it became so clear that I, I don't have enough of a relationship with these men outside of this circle of us going out and getting drunk on Friday and Saturday, or maybe sometimes during the week as well. And it became so clear to me that when you want to make a permanent change for yourself, there's a point where the people that you know now are either going to ride with you and support you and treat you the way that you want to be treated in your new form, or they're just going to hold you back and they're going to keep you in that same place that you were in because it's, it's uncomfortable to watch someone make a change that you should be making in yourself. It's uncomfortable to be around people that aren't taking care of themselves 
with their alcohol or with their body weight. When you are trying to do those things, it creates a discomfort where those people can see that you are changing the thing that they obviously could benefit from changing themselves. And it creates an awkwardness in that relationship. And subconsciously, those people will sometimes want to keep you in that same place because that's where they are the most comfortable with your relationship. I got to the point where I just cut those people out of my life. I realized that the only way for me to evolve into this healthier guy that has a really healthy relationship with alcohol is for me to stop being around the people that have an unhealthy relationship with alcohol and try to keep me in these same patterns of drinking and pressuring me to do things that are not in alignment for myself. So if you have friends that are pressuring you to drink alcohol after you have told them what your goals are and what you're working towards and how they can support you in those goals, you need new friends. If you can't be around your friends without drinking, you need new friends. If you're out in an environment where people are drinking and your friends keep pressuring you to drink or keep pressuring you to stay out late, those are not your friends. You need new friends. And you'll find new friends. The second thing I did was I took a piece of paper and I wrote out eight rules to follow around alcohol. It says at the top of the paper, if you're going to drink, here's how to do it. The first rule was to never have more than three drinks per night, once per week. The important thing to understand here is these are standard drinks. A lot of drinks, cocktails specifically that you order are going to have one and a half or sometimes two alcoholic servings in a drink. So I personally focused more on things that are in cans or bottles or are pre-measured. Rule number two I had written out was don't count the calories. Now this can seem counterintuitive to someone that is looking to lose weight and you don't want to regularly go over your caloric goal for each day. But when it comes to alcohol, the last thing you want to do is replace the calories that you would normally be eating with nourishing food with alcohol. So if I'm going to have two drinks that are 100 calories each, I'm not going to eat 200 less calories per day and then fill those calories in with alcohol. I'm just going to go a couple hundred calories over. And what that does is makes it so that my body is still receiving the nourishment that it's used to receiving from food every day. And it'll make it much easier for my mind to control the hunger that my body feels because I know in my head that I am still hitting the right nutrients that I need. I'm just adding alcohol on top of those nutrients. Alcohol calories do not replace food calories. Rule number three, talk to friends about it, set expectations beforehand. Rule number four, drink with intentionality. You can have a healthy relationship with alcohol. There are plenty of people that do. That might involve going out to a restaurant to try a specific drink that you heard was good or making a drink at home when you're hosting friends or having a party. Drinking with intentionality is knowing what you're going to do before you do it versus drinking aimlessly, which is, hey man, it's Friday night. Where do you want to go to get fucked up? Drinking is not a time filler. Drinking is something that can enhance experience and enhance social connection. Drink with intentionality. Rule number five is drink more water. Every time that I have an alcoholic beverage, I'm following it up with a cup or a glass of water. Every time. Having that hydration is going to help you feel full, it's going to help your stomach feel comfortable, and it's going to keep you hydrated as alcohol is dehydrating you. Rule number six is drink early. 
Specifically for me, it was no drinks after midnight. When you start drinking after midnight or drinking and then going to bed right after drinking, it really messes with your sleep. You're going to be a lot more hungover and it's going to be a lot harder to wake up the next day. Rule number seven was don't sleep in. Now, this is one that I still am sometimes flexible on if I have two or three drinks on a night, but you really benefit from waking up at the same time on the weekend that you would on the weekday. It helps maintain your sleep cycle, but it also helps maintain your exercise routine and your food routine because when you sleep in, you skip breakfast and everything gets entirely out of whack. It's better for you and makes more sense for most people, including myself, to just wake up the next day at the time you normally would have if you didn't drink alcohol. And if you're too tired throughout the day to function, take a nap a little bit later after you wake up and move and eat a good breakfast. The final rule is do what you know you should do the next day. Still move the same way you would have if you didn't drink. Act like you didn't drink alcohol the next day. Still eat the same way you would have eaten if you didn't drink alcohol the night before. Do what you know you should be doing. Don't let the fact that you had a couple of drinks the night before carry over and negatively impact your next day. It's not a big deal that you had a couple drinks. Forget about it. Learn from it if you need to. And do what you know you should be doing the next day. Stay active and eat well. Alcohol doesn't need to be all or nothing for everyone. For some people, it does. For people that are alcoholics or addicts or prone to alcoholism or addiction, it does have to be all or nothing. For others, there might be a healthy way to have alcohol in your life, still lose weight, and still maintain your results over a lifetime. If you've made it to the end of the podcast, I greatly appreciate your support. I've dedicated my life to sharing my story of losing weight and keeping it off and helping people do the same to feel good about themselves. If this message resonates with you, please follow along for the next one. Until next week.